Coming up on this week's episode of Torqued, the new Corellia dailies are here, and you can get some great gear. We've got all of the details, plus we wrap up the Rackwool Plague and share the week's news with you. All that and more on this week's episode of Torqued. Time for Torque, the Star Wars The Old Republic podcast with unlimited power. My name is Chris, and joining me every single week are our two lovely hosts. Hi there, Nikki. Hello, Chris. Hey there, Heather. Hello there, Chris. And we uh, shot this episode live on April 23rd for release on, I would say, probably April 25th, I believe is when we're getting these out, about on a Wednesday or Thursday afterwards. And uh, we have a great show lined up for you guys today. So, of course, we got a couple of things we're going to talk about um, that I think a lot of people who have been following the 1.2 patch and are at Endgame content are probably keeping an eye out on. Yes, I'm talking about the Corellia dailies. We've uh, gotten a chance to play uh, play through those, and we've got to talk about them. And also, we've got some interesting news coming up towards the uh, latter half of the show. But uh, I think, uh, oh, and also, the Ragul Plague is still ravaging the Outer Worlds, and uh, it's about to wrap up, but uh, we'll give you our last thoughts on that. So uh, what do you say uh, we jump into the uh, to the new dailies? Yeah. Yep. Let's do a Kessel run around those Corellia dailies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You see? That's the nice There we one. go. All right. So, uh, Here's I, the reference. As, uh, as somebody who has not uh, played these yet, I probably uh, need to be set up a little bit what's going on here and what they're about and uh, any other things. So, Nikki, do you want to start? Um, yep. The new Corellia dailies, as Chris said, they're brand new for patch 1.2. They are adding on to the already present Bell Service and Ilum dailies. And by dailies, of course, they're repeatable once a day and they drop daily commendations. Now, the big difference with the Corellian dailies, other than being on Corellia, is that they have also a different form of currency, which I'll touch on in just a minute. So, if you haven't experienced anything with the Corellia dailies as of this point. Uh, there's two ways or two versions of the Corellia dailies, of course, for the Republic and the Imperial side. Uh, it starts off with, of course, your wrapper mission sending you off to Corellia. If you're on the Republic side, you're going to find a news hollow terminal. And that's basically going to be your standard news broadcast reporting on what's going on in Corellia. And then you get approached by an SAS agent who's going to really kind of emphasize that you should go there and help out as you have already recently been to Corellia. It's the end of your storyline. And generally speaking, your services are needed again on Corellia. Same Roughly the same thing on the Imperial side. There's this, and I think there's a little bit of a play on words here, Sergeant Carlos, or Careless, if you, depending on how you <laughs> want to read it, um, is the initial contact for the Corellian dailies. Uh, he will then introduce you to somebody else who will then send you to Corellia. And when you arrive on Corellia, if you're Republic, your contact is Sal Dacron on the Imperial side. It's General Kanye. Hmm. So, so I guess my question, I suppose, and uh, I, I, I wonder, do you find Nikki that uh, the uh, this has been introduced now as part of the patch as uh, 
Is these are these missions something that uh, as a regular player that isn't at end game that I'm going to go get, or are these strictly just for end game content? Um, this is something that uh, basically you're going to have to go after uh, when once you get level fifty, um, you're done. Your last um, the last planet, which is of course Corellia. You've you finished that story. This is one of those things you definitely want to come back on or come back to because even though you finished your story, you might not be quite ready for all the in-game content. But the Corellian dailies are picking up on that daily in-game content that of course is also on Belsavis and Ilum. And what this does will actually give you some probably some of the best gear in the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Heather, did you get a chance to play them? No, I haven't got a chance to play them yet, but I've been able to uh, look at the, you know, the what they're about and some of the gear and what their costs are. Mm. I want to get my hands on that. Yeah. Yeah, because if uh, anyone has actually had a chance to go to um, the supply section of the respective fleets, if there's a new NPC that's been added, um, that is the Black Hole and Campaigns vendor. And if you actually have a look at a lot of those gear sets for the Black Hole commendations at the Black Hole vendor, they actually some of those stats will give uh, even the Ricotta, that's the top level uh, rating gear, a run for their money. The only huh. thing that they don't do is have the set bonus that the rating gear does, but the stats themselves are definitely really high end and even if you don't necessarily have the opportunity to do a lot of reading by just doing the or by doing Corellia dailies and saving up um or saving up your black hole tokens you mm-hmm. can get yourself outfitted with some really top end gear and even if you are reading something to consider might be um pieces that don't include the uh the set bonus like your bracers your belt even a weapon or whatever you carry in your offhand, because since they're not part of the set bonus, they might still have higher uh, bonuses than your raid gear. Yeah, so, I mean, the, I've seen some of the the costs for the gear, and you know, kind of averaging out how many um, how many of these black holes can you get per week? It's about sixty nine if you do everything the weekly and all the dailies. So I don't know for a full set of gear, I saw. Kind of roughly about five weeks, huh? Okay, to be able to get everything. Five weeks of playing daily, of doing all the dailies, all the weeklies for these. That's a bit of a yeah. grind. Well, that's. I mean, that is the yeah. that is the daily commendations. Yeah, they actually go into the black hole. That's um, that's the weekly mission, which encompasses all the uh, the day the four daily missions the one area and the one heroic that's part of the Corellian dailies so you're looking at about six um black hole commendations per week so oh, it is okay. gonna, it, it is going to take a little bit longer with that yeah. but the idea behind that is also when you're running all of this stuff uh, especially if you're doing the cycle of dailies you can modify modify all your gear with all purple mods um you can get relics speeders uh Mounds, ear pieces, ear implants, pieces implants, implants yeah schematics it's tons of stuff with your daily commendations as well so you've got a lot of things on top of it that you're going to be getting so mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if it's taking a while to get some of the black hole gear you're still getting rather substantially set up so just 
so people kind of have a have a number to put the um, the black hole gear on. If you think about modifiable gear um, being orange or purple, the number of mods you put in corresponding roughly to your level. The uh, the black hole gear its modification number is sixty one. That's that's like I said that's tops out and that's just as comparable to ricotta gear so the top end rating gear so if you're not mm-hmm. going in and running your hard mode eternity vault hard mode Kragas palace or the new um the new operation you can still get that very top level gear even though you're perhaps only running regular uh, difficulty raids oh, okay. or the hard okay. modes. Mm-hmm. So there's still that opportunity if, let's say, you're not in the most hardcore guild, you have to pug some of this stuff, and you're not able to get the ricotta, there's still an opportunity for you there to get that top flight gear at the end game. Yeah, it, the game seems to be very friendly to that. They're trying to find different ways, you know, if you're not in a, a large in-raiding guild, that you can get other things. It might take a little while, but there's multiple options about how you can get this top-level gear. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to put kind of um, um, to put that into perspective, because a lot of people say, "Well, it's going to take forever to grind out those um, the black hole commendations." Is you, it will take you some time, but you're not going to have numerous near-death or death experiences as running, for example, Eternity Vault on hard mode and having Garsh yeah. eat you 50 times and you're broke because yeah. you keep repairing your gear. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, it, you get the more instant payoff, of course, with um, the hard mode raids. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, that can be just as much an exercise in uh, a little bit of frustration if you, you know, your group continues to wipe versus, you know, taking the time to grind out the combinations. So there's, there is a trade-off. It does balance itself out. It's just which route do you prefer? Well, let me ask yeah. you this. So as, uh, as players who both can uh, uh, see themselves with several characters parked at Endgame, Nikki, you're sitting there with several characters parked at Endgame. And I, is this something that you're going to find, you're going to find yourself drawn to play? Um, I know I'm definitely going to be doing the Krillin dailies for the Black Hole combinations. I probably won't be doing the dailies every day, yeah, just because I am doing the hard mode flashpoints and the raids. But it is something I'm definitely going to come back to just for those Black Hole combinations because the bracers are better than what I can get with Tiny's and Columbi, the Tier 1 and 2 rating, mm-hmm. same with the Bell and other little things. So yeah. just to squeeze that little bit more out of my stats, I won't necessarily be getting everything from Black Hole, right. but it's definitely something to pay attention to just if you want to squeeze that little bit extra out of your character. What say you, Heather? Yeah. Well, I don't know exactly how much of the hard mode in gaming I'm going to be able to do uh-huh. or how much of I'll have at a you know, the ability to do. So I'll probably try to get focus on some of this black hole mission stuff. I may look at, you know, what are, what can drop in those hard modes and what am I likely to get or what can I, what's, you know, what's a better idea for me to just go for the black hole mission items. Maybe I'll get a couple and then, you know, hope to kind of make the, the mix and match when I get a chance to hard mode things. Right. But I I like the, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, definitely do it for the story as well, but, you know, grinding it out for some of the gear, yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Any other thoughts before we move on? Um, one thing I will just quickly point out is the one advantage to the Karelian dailies, the biggest one, of course, being the amount of time and the amount of people it takes. Or even uh, if you're just getting into running hard mode flashpoints, um, those can take an hour or more, especially if you're not doing so well. Maybe the group hasn't got much experience. Um, you can, you know, it can get into multiple hours. Same with raids, multiple hours can be rather time consuming. Whereas the Krillian dailies, you can probably knock them out in a half an hour, especially if you do have some friends who are playing tour with you. There's only one heroic four mission. Mm-hmm. And also if you can combine them with the Bell Savis and Ilum dailies, you're still getting one of the in-game currencies. You only need to have four people. It's a lot easier. So there's yeah, also everything I've a difficulty seen factor. It's, yeah, it's not that difficult to get through them and you know you can pretty much knock them out mm-hmm. just a little bit of time hmm. there you go all right well i believe then uh, that's everything we have for the top of the show correct i think so yeah. all right then let's do the torch news and welcome to the torch news our first story in the news section is, of course, a follow-up to the Rakugul Plague outbreak, which will soon be contained, won't it, Heather? Yes. Attention, citizens. We are happy <laughs> to announce... <laughs> That's pretty yes, good. Yes. The neutralization of the plague outbreak is on the horizon. Um, one of the things that I did notice as the Rakugul event continued was we had a new daily um, every day for about four days. So it kind of was expanding as, you know, I was like, oh, no, now we found this. Oh, uh-huh. no, now it's going here. Right. And, you know, they're, they're kind of wrapping it up. They're giving you a date. They are going to continue to offer the, um, the shots on the vendors for a little while. Oh, okay. You know, so to kind of help alleviate that, because there's definitely going to be some people who are trying to extend that out, I'm imagining, <laughs> and try to blow you up right. and go everywhere. So I was pretty impressed with the, uh, with the way they just, here's the event, boom. I remember before the past, you're like, we're going to have some events coming up. And then like, yeah. boom, here's the event. And then after that, it was like, oh, by the way, a daily. Oh, by the way, a daily. Another daily. For like, you know, three days, right? Four days. Yeah, it was another four. Pretty impressive. That got added. Pretty impressive. I thought that was a nice touch and it kept the excitement going. Uh, and uh, I know we all really thoroughly enjoyed them. Uh, oh, I, yes. I hope we see something like that again soon. Any? Have you guys heard any rumors on that? Uh, no? Uh, not yet, but um, I imagine they'll probably pop this out. Again, yeah. like just suddenly, boom. Well, now there's there's undoubtedly going to be some other radical stuff going on. Um, I know a lot of the rewards were getting people's attention, whether it was the the new crystal, yeah. um, the rack pet racklings. I've actually got a um, a couple of the red racklings from finding all the debris pieces, mm-hmm. and and some people, uh, especially. Um, for the companion customization option, uh, you can go to random, you could buy a random lockbox. It would give you a, a raccoon infected customized uh, look to your companion. And I know there was a few Sith warriors that I happen to know were desperately looking for an infected Malavai Quinn because, <laughs> you know, he, he rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah. Well, the one good thing is they may have been random, but you could... They were legacy binding, so ah, you yeah. too can have a zombie Kimval. Ooh, now, because that is just 
he needs more creepiness. Yeah, well, seriously. I mean, Kim Ball already kind of looks, well, no, he looks more like a, he doesn't quite look like a zombie, but he's got, mine Kim yeah. Ball kind of has that zombie color to him. Well, yeah. uh, sure enough. So, okay, moving on. One story that's come up that uh, definitely popped up on my radar because, A, I want this, and I think both of you want this, and B, I'm kind of curious to see if this is going to be our first microtransaction in the game, but character transfers are, are becoming available to a certain small set of mm-hmm. new customers. On February 28th, Bioware launched their Asian Pacific servers. Well, uh, if you were a player, like a player in Australia or New Zealand or Hong Kong or Singapore, and you created a character before Tuesday, February 28th, 2012, you qualify to transfer your character between servers. Now, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Of course, you have to have bought the game and have it registered. Yeah. But obviously, what Bioware is doing here is this is something new that they're testing out with a small set of their customer base that they Mm -hmm. can have a very, you know, it's uh, that's going to be... Probably those probably those launches there weren't as big as they were in, in the English speaking well, I mean Australian well, okay. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Hong Kong's yeah. launch probably wasn't as big as, say, the UK's launch. And uh I would think that uh, this is a really smart approach from a systems design standpoint to sort of mm-hmm. test the system to make sure it works, but it probably means we're all gonna see it pretty soon. Yes, I would very much like that and look forward to that ability coming. Yeah. The whole not character, not being able to transfer your character thing feels a little old uh, in this day and age. Yeah, it's definitely getting, um, uh, not being able to transfer your character is getting a little bit antiquated. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the older games still might not offer it, but it's getting pretty common now. And personally, even though all of my characters are on the Ebon Hawk, it's with my guild, I really want to see this just even as someone who has all my characters in the place I want them to is because there's other people around so many people out there who they, Mm -hmm. they either signed up for a guild or they got put on a different server, that sort of thing. They realize their friends are somewhere else. Of course they want to play with um, their friends and uh, just one story I'll tell you, and this is one of the horror stories. So this is (laughs) extreme example, but uh, Adramir, who's um, former member of Jupiter Force, or current member of Jupiter Force, I believe, and member of Lost Management, um, active in our gaming community, um, also actively watching the shows, and originally started a guild, I believe, on a European server, or starting with a guild on a European server, Um, worked with a lot of it, or worked with this guild, uh, did a lot of work for them, and essentially, after... A number of months of working with them, they stealth booted him out of the guild and basically used used yeah. a website he built for them and everything. And of course, he ends up uh, coming to loss management and said, um, "You know, he basically just was really kind of distraught about the experience and wanted to come uh, play tour with people he trusts, but he still got those characters on the other servers. So that's something I." I know I would really want to see for his sake because he's put in a lot of work and, um, you know, I'd like to see him be able to move his characters over so he doesn't have to redo all of that all over again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think one of the... Sorry, just on another quick note for Adramir, he did get the last laugh because because he did build that guild's website. He knew the person who was, I believe, hosting that website and he when it managed to go in and crash it on them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what were you saying, <laughs> Well, one thing that, for character transfers, I was one of those people who leveled up part on one server and then transferred it to another, but something that might be a tweak in the system is the whole legacy system. 
mm. what right. what How transfers with you. How because right. there might be somebody with the same legacy name as you, and how exactly does it transfer, and what do you earn? So there's some complications there that might I think that are going to make it. Yeah, how, would, how do them? you suppose the uh, that that would work? I, I, that seems like that could be tricky. I guess they just move it to the other server if they can. Yeah, you could mm. essentially adopt those characters into your other legacy. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think um, just guessing based on a customer service service experience that um, Alan from TechSnap had, he um, had a title in the name of one of his characters, and of course they said you're not supposed to do that so they benched basically what ended up happening was he had to rename a character i would i would guess that they can probably do something different on the developer or customer support in in that they can if they're going to move a legacy if there's one already pre-existing on the server you're moving to they'll just say okay there's a pre-existing legacy with that name do you want to change it with um you know slightly different spelling or add um, the accents over one of the letters or something like that just to cause that differentiation but still be able to take all of that data and still move it successfully without having too much lost. I think the only thing maybe they might not be able to do is if you, for example, mailed yourself something, you forgot to take it out of the box before you moved your characters, of course it's still going to be stuck on the mail server and the other Oh, sure, that makes something sense. like yeah, that. Yeah. But. Well, in other games, it's you can't have any mail. You have, you know, you can't have any mail going to you. You know, various things you that lock you out of being able to transfer. And then it's just deciding um, what's on you, or do you get to take what's on your bank, or you just load your bags up to the absolute full that you can manage, and then it gets transferred over. So there's a lot of different things they can choose between, but it, it's going to be a process that's. It's interesting and kind of look forward to seeing what they're going to do. Yeah, and I'm glad they're going about it in a very methodical way. And I don't think we'll see it with microtransactions since they're not testing microtransactions now because it seems like you'd want to get that tested as well with part of this. So I would bet it won't, but we'll see. You never know. Maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're testing that on the back end. Oh, it'll, yeah, it'll definitely come in microtransactions eventually. Yeah. Uh, Nikki, we have a quick note in here about the website. Uh, do you want to say anything about that? Um, yeah, I'll... Just um, mention really quickly, if anyone's been to SWTOR.com recently, you've noticed the website's changed. Um, uh, Courtney Woods, uh, one of the uh, community people at uh, BioWare, is basically went into the forums and just noticed or noted that uh, they've re- completely rebuilt the website. Um, I've gone and um, basically just poked and prodded everywhere to see what's new, what's different. Um, all the pages look a lot better. Everything looks a little cleaner, more up to date. And uh, the old website still had a lot of holdover from or even early beta and launch. So just generally speaking, it's up to date. It's cleaner. It's got all the relevant information that people need uh, getting started stuff so that new players coming into the game have uh, better access, learn how to play, and just generally all around better website. Nice. Very cool. Uh, last story, Heather, goes to you, and it's about maybe some gear that was a potential exploit that had to get pulled, right? Yeah. There were some social tent items that essentially were area effect things, but party inst- instigator, party bomb. Ah. What people could do Sparkle is powder. No. <laughs> yeah, go in, blow it up, especially at the beginning of a PvP match or something, and then it kind of 
lags everybody else out. And so, well, what, I mean, they, so there was a bit of a uproar about that in the forums that I saw, but they are saying that other rewards are in the works. They're going to come. Maybe these will come back with some alterations. Some tweaks. Yeah, some tweaks that it costed 100, uh, oh, okay. 100,000 K, okay. uh, 100 K to buy them. But if you go to a vendor, then you can get your full refund back. Uh. So just sort of a, uh, sorry guys, didn't quite think it was going to do that. Another victim of the hated 1.2 patch. <laughs> I kid. Mondays around, uh, usually around 5.30 p.m. We're doing something on the live stream, playing uh, through a Flashpoint. Like this week, we played through, yep. uh, what was the Flashpoint name? Athos. Athos. Hmm. Right, we played through that. That was our live gameplay. You probably saw a lot of the visuals from that this week. So, And we try to do that about a little bit before every episode, so you can join us then. All right, ladies. Well, thanks for the great show. All right, well, that wraps up this week's episode of Torqued. Of course, we always want your emails. You can email us, Torqued at jupiterbroadcasting.com and of course that's torqued with a K also you can tune in live this show is live over at jblive.tv at Monday evenings 6pm Pacific we stream this episode of Torque. also we often do live gameplay events before the show so if you show up about 40 minutes or so ahead of time uh, you can uh, watch us do that or maybe even join us and uh, get your face in our show or at least your, your character's face in our show now coming up next week uh, join us for an episode we'll be titling Spectre of the Gun where we'll delve into the Imperial Agent and Republican or Republican <laughs> Republic Trooper classes and watch the carnage they can cause so we've been going over them now and uh, I know a lot of you have been clamoring for those ones so stay tuned for that and uh, Torqued is out every single Wednesday afternoon over at jupiterbroadcasting.com but I always like to tell people just check back Thursday mornings because it's almost always out by then or you can subscribe to one of the one of the RSS feeds we have over there and get this show weekly when it comes out alright everyone well thanks so much for tuning to this week's episode of Tort. I'll see you right back here next week. Mm-hmm.